Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Yes. Welcome, everybody. I, I'm really sluggish, though. I mean, did the time change do you win? No, I didn't notice the time change because I was in Arizona over the weekend and they don't change the time. Uh, yeah, but when you came back here, there was an hour difference. Because... It, it had already gotten watered down. Oh. That's the trick you pulled. I don't know how that works, but I, I I didn't notice anything. Well, then I had to get up early and stand in line to take all my money out of the bank. You know, there's another crisis upon us. Oh, and that would take a while. Uh, no. Not Did really. you do that in one trip? <laughs> my whole thousand dollars. Did you hurt your back? <laughs> <laughs> ah, very good. You keep flipping your papers around there. You, you did a good job. Uh, we'll be talking... In depth next hour with Alex Stone, ABC News, about what's going on with these two banks. It started with one, Silicon Valley Bank, SVB. Of course, that was the big news on Friday. And then the news that broke yesterday was that another bank looked like it's going under called Signature. And both of the uh, bank's depositors are going to get everything. Uh, the, The federal government made a decision that even though FDIC insurance typically only extends to $250,000 for a deposit, they're going to reimburse. And by the way, SVB, most of, the, most of them were corporations that had their money in that bank. Uh, so they were yeah. well above and beyond the $250,000. It's venture capitalists and a lot of Silicon Valley startups that got their venture capital. Yes. And a lot of uh, big tech companies. Uh, and, and so they, they had, some of them had like tens of millions of dollars. Right in there, because uh, two hundred fifty thousand is for the little people. 
that that's that was the intention of it. Because right. most people don't have two hundred fifty thousand dollars in a savings or checking account. No. No. Now, the investors aren't going to be bailed out. We're just talking about the depositors, right? If you invested in the bank, well, you know, you got to find out what happens to it if it gets taken over or whatever. If if you own stock in the bank or you bought bonds from the bank, yeah, then you're out of luck. Right. Right. But, but, I mean, the articles range depending on what websites you're looking at from uh, panic to uh, this is just a little bump. Uh, they're comparing it to 2008, which wasn't a little bump. I mean, there were some serious issues well, back then with some You banks. know, it depends how you want to play a news story. You could say it's the second and third largest bank failure in history. You can't, yes. do, you can't do that. That's right. But, but the, the first would have been one of the 2008 banks, right? Right, yeah. Uh, but, but Silicon Valley Bank was a, a tiny fraction of, say, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase or right. Bank of America. It's a little tiny. It's 16th, but it's 16th way back in the field. Way down below. In terms of the assets they have. But it's really important to Silicon Valley. I mean, just about the whole industry in that region did business through Silicon Valley Bank. Yeah. You know you know what has also changed about bank runs? Because it used to be, if you ever saw old uh, footage of uh, the 1930s, right, Depression era, bank runs everybody would be standing in the street. You know, there'd be a line. I, saw, of I heard a news form. report this morning. They were standing outside a signature national bank, uh, not signature, uh, SVB up in the Valley. That's what the reporter said. I, oh, I they, didn't see any video of that, but. There probably the, was some, but what most people did on Friday when they put Silicon Valley Bank under was they were withdrawing money online, which yeah, didn't they, exist they, in 2008. Uh, there's probably an app, right, where you can just so, do your banking with the app, right? When <laughs> so, so, take Withdraw and, change, and transfer these funds, right? And with social media, once somebody posts, hey, something's going screwy at uh, Silicon Valley Bank, you better pull your funds out, then boom, 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 it's happening. I think it was like a, something like five hundred dollars a second the money was flying out of the bank electronically wow. yeah now that's uh that's gonna happen quickly yeah. so then that- that's why they, they halted trading in some other bank shares today because the same thing was kind of happened it's the investment not the deposits but the same kind of idea some people were just uh it's, it's happening all too fast so they put up like a little slow down sign and, and try to get the, the trading to slow down a well, bit. Well, yeah, so, because the stocks for some of these banks were down 60%, 70% early on. Yeah, they were, exactly. Yeah, First Republic uh, took a took a big bath with its stock early on. Right. So, you know, the reason old Joe was hauled out there was 6 a.m. our time. He came out to speak this morning, 9 a.m., was to do the old thing. Please, don't run on your bank. We got this. We're going to make sure that these two banks' depositors are made whole and don't, don't, you know, because what they're trying to do, a well, lot of what this country runs on when it comes to the economy is consumer confidence. Sometimes there's too much of it and we get inflation. Sometimes everybody panics together and we head towards recession or even worse, like we did back in a bad recession in 2008. Oh, this, is, this is an after effect of the COVID lockdown. This still is uh, another reverberation because they, they locked down the economy. So they had to print a lot of money and send everybody checks and send all that money to uh, businesses. And that, of course, oh, now they print money. They borrowed trillions of dollars. Right. They dumped that money into the system. It's like $6 trillion. Yeah. So that created inflation. And nobody wanted to admit it. They said, no, no, there's no inflation. No, no, that's nothing to see. Oh, inflation's <laughs> transitory. You know, just a few months. Well, then inflation blew up. It was practically 10%, especially when it, in the food sector. So they had to raise interest rates quickly. 
and they raised them quickly. Now, what happens when you're when you're lending money now, right? You're the government and your treasury bills are lending at a higher interest rate. Well, it means the old treasury bills that you lent out years ago for less than 2%, not really worth very much, are they? No. That's the thing, because if you have a treasury bill that's getting less than 2% interest, who are you going to sell that to if you have to liquidate it? Nobody wants it. They're going to want it at a big discount. Yeah. Which means, yeah. you know, for uh, Silicon Valley Bank, the worth of these bonds on the books wasn't anywhere near, was much higher than what it's worth in real life. Yeah, I, I also read the same thing, that uh, thanks to the free money flow during the pandemic, this bank was really drawing a lot of venture capital money. And that was making up a lot of its deposits and some of its investments. Because those and, guys and, were borrowing at practically zero interest. Right, right. It was really a great, great time, which is, which is over now. Yeah. So now the discussion is centering on whether or not, you know, this is something more permanent, that we're going to cover everybody's deposits in the future for failing banks. But they're saying no. And, of course, people are saying, well, this still is a bailout. Well, it's a bailout for the depositors, not really for Silicon Valley Bank. They're not doing that. The bank right. is probably is going to be auctioned off, from what I understand. Yeah, it's for the customers. Yeah, all the executives have been fired. The stockholders get nothing. The bondholders Did they get fire nothing. them? Because that's what Biden called for this morning. They're yeah. all going to be fired. Yeah, I assume I assume uh, there's a process, but yeah, they're going to be fired. Because they did a lot of stupid things. If you read the details, it gets uh, you know deep in the weeds. You read the details of what they did. They didn't, didn't manage this whole thing properly. You know, when the yeah. interest rates were going up, to try to combat inflation, they should have started to sell off all the bonds they held. Right. Much more quickly. Right. And they held on to them. And, you know, there's there's a lot of, uh, there's a major investor who's very famous in his circles, Peter Thiel. And he told all his clients, it's like, get out of that bank. And that's what started the run on, on Friday. And he's got a huge social media following. And if he says something, he could start a stampede. And he did. Yeah, I mean, who heard of this bank before Friday's news, right? I mean, we're all aware of the major, major banks. But I'm like, I heard SVB, Silicon yeah. Valley Bank. I'm like, what is that? And I was asking people I know who are in investments. They said, well, yeah, it's big, but it's not like the one of the yeah. biggest banks. It's not Chase or anything no, like but that. It, but it's, it's, uh, it's a regional bank just for the tech industry. Basically. Right. I never heard of Signature Bank either until this morning. They, they had some offices here. There's one in Beverly Hills. Yeah. Signature. Yeah. 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 All right, uh, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640. We're live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. All right, uh, old Joe came out this morning, as I mentioned, and gave a short speech about these bank failures. Uh, he's, uh, well, he's coming to Southern California, and he's going to start in San Diego. I've forgotten about this story He's meeting with the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom and the Australian Prime Minister. That was that Australia-United Kingdom-United States deal, the nuclear submarine partnership that they call AUKUS. Uh, Australia can access nuclear-powered submarines. And um, that created some controversy. I think it was, was it China or some other country got really upset over it because they felt like they got uh, stepped in front oh, of the deal. Oh, that was France. Oh, it was France. That's Remember, who it yeah, was, France right? had made a deal. That uh, we had to pull out of. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah. So uh, he then comes to Los Angeles tomorrow. We're actually, he'll be in Monterey Park to talk about reducing gun violence. A story that is now about two months old. 
And I don't think any of this. Clearly, he's going to be peppered by reporters with questions about the banks, probably. Whatever the hottest news story is. I mean, they schedule these trips and then the news kind of takes over. Nobody wants to hear him prattling about uh, gun control. Oh, my God. Just stop. Stop. I know. That's never happening. And then, of course, there's a fundraiser. Uh, Yeah. He's he's coming to my house to take a nap. Is he really? Yeah. Yeah, oh, we're, you're, we're on the you're, way. You're pretty much right. You're close to where a lot of the activities are. Yeah, we're so. on the way to the fundraiser, so we got a, we got a room in the basement. He's gonna. Oh, that's very nice of him. Take about a three and a half hour nap to recharge. Uh, the other story that came down late last week. Uh, well, we don't know where it's going to end up, but it's not particularly good news. Um, the leader of the Democrats in the U.S. Senate, Chuck Schumer from New York, says that sometime this week or next week. The full Senate will vote on yoga pants. Uh, There will, he says. Now, you and I both agree, and this is how it works in politics. He's not going to actually hold a vote unless he's confident that he has enough votes for Garcetti to be approved as the next ambassador to India. So this is going to push all the fence setters to take a stand. And they're going to have to tell Schumer beforehand which way they're going. And if right. he doesn't have enough, then he'll pull the vote and come up with some uh, cover story that nobody believes. Right, because you can't keep going out there and no. calling for votes. So they don't want to do it when you're confident it's going to work, or otherwise you wait and you continue to lobby people, which is what Garcetti's been doing now Schumer, for what seems like two years. Well, Schumer cannot embarrass Biden. It's a terrible embarrassment if a president doesn't get his nominee from a Senate run by his own party, right? Right. So they're not going to embed. They don't care about Garcetti. Uh, you know, he's just another parasite. It, it's Biden that they're going to protect. Right. So if if you hear there's absolutely a vote coming on, it means they they twisted enough arms to get it going. And if but do we know if Feinstein and Fetterman will be actually back in their voting yet, or how's she doing with her shingles? Do we? I don't. We only know she's out of the hospital. But we yeah, I don't think either one is going to be there. They, well, that's two Democrats. So. Right, Is so now wait then. Well, that that brings it down to forty nine forty nine with Kamala Harris as the tie breaking vote. Yeah, it means they have, but he she, she, he might have a couple of Republicans on his side. He does because right, so. a couple of them voted to put his uh, nomination out of committee until the full sl- Senate floor. Two Republicans but, agreed to do that, so so it's likely that they would also vote for him. So for you, full nomination. You can uh, officially declare the Me Too era over. If, if he gets uh, approved as ambassador, then it was all just BS to jump on a trend. Yeah, who are these the, guys? Todd Young of Indiana and Bill Haggerty of Tennessee. As much as uh, you can complain that there's too much partisanship and people just vote along party lines, why were these two Republican hacks supporting Garcetti? Why, I, mean, I don't know. I uh, mean, normally the, the, the gut instinct is to just say, oh, we're not going to. We're going to hold this up. They did this to Trump. They do this all the time. They just sit there and well, sit on the also, nominations Indian as ambas- long as they can. Indian ambassador is not important. It's not anybody. Like, name the last 10 Indian ambassadors. Oh, no, it's yeah. not important. It's only important that we stop him because we want to make him embarrassed. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, you mean to these two guys who don't yeah, know I don't, anything I, about L.A. or Garcetti I, or care about right. the politics and the idiocy no. of this man and his his yoga pants and his. It's the Democrats have to care because they're, they're the hypocrites about uh, Me Too nonsense. Right. They're the ones who are preaching and scolding. The Republicans right. don't do much of that. Unless yeah, they're backed into a corner. Yeah. 
Oh, but we're going to get, I mean, if he gets approved, you're going to do all these speeches about, oh, yeah, I always was confident and I really just yeah. uh, well, put they, my head down and focused on getting this nomination through. And yeah. uh, uh, I'm proud of people that voted for me. No, and I'm ready it, to do the job. It's a good litmus test. Then, you know, sexual harassment at work doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Now, now that crowd looks like phonies, right. don't they? Cause, yeah, right. Because if you don't uh, put Garcetti away over this, then, all right, why should anybody else have to deal with with that kind of uh, issue. Well, it's the new new. We got a, a woman that's about to become the United States Labor Secretary who handed out over $30 billion in fraud money when she was right. running the Employment Development Department. Here's a promotion. Nothing matters anymore. No, a promotion for the most incompetent. Right. Well, they're rewarded now because of what they do for the party. Yes. I mean, Americans are more on to this than they used to be, but Gar it is all about our side and the party. Garcetti was one of the stupid uh, chairman of Biden's campaign. Right. This is his reward, you know, uh, four years later, he three years later. He bundled a lot of money from rich Democrats in, in Los Angeles. That's what he did. And he got to right. be co-chairman of the, of, of the campaign. And, and that, that's, that's, that's the reward. You give the reward, you know, to your, uh, to your political buddies or to people who raise money for you. And that's right. how you get to be an ambassador. And then you sit around and drink for four years. <laughs> the Times of India put out a story right after this news came out last week that they're probably going to vote on his nomination. And they did like a, here's all you need to know about Eric Garcetti, beginning with, uh, he was born February 1971 in Los Angeles, a member of the Democrat Party and first elected in 2013 as mayor, re-elected in 2017. But then you, you scroll down and it really gets ridiculous. Uh, elected as the youngest mayor in over 100 years. 42 at the time of his inauguration. The first elected Jewish mayor and the second consecutive Mexican-American mayor. Gee, I don't know. <laughs> when people saw Garcetti, if they picked all that up. <laughs> he, yeah, his he name did. sounds Italian, and that's about where it begins. And he looks like a white guy. That's where it begins and ends. Right? That definitely doesn't look Mexican. <laughs> oh, God. It doesn't, the, seem, it's a, I mean, it doesn't seem anything, really. The emphasis on ethnicity is just so no, overwhelming now. It's hard to even work up anger over it because and, it's just you're pummeled with it i know I, I, I anything in the article about what a massive failure he was oh no it's all about his endorsements one odd <laughs> one in here a vocal opponent of the yes california secessionist movement hmm. i don't remember him being a is that what those counties wanted to get out of the state is that what I, that's about i guess the guy who wrote it probably lives in new delhi and he has no idea what's going on here yeah he, he did a google search and some of these topics bounced out yeah. i don't even i don't even know what that is yeah. the I... only thing finally at the end they mentioned garcetti is, has faced controversy over his handling of a sex misconduct scandal of mm -hmm. oh, the misconduct's a nice soft word involving his top advisor rick jacobs which has led to his nomination being held by some senators that's how they expressed it, it's being held by some senators. City, city's a disaster. Even the Democrats who are still have are still in office here. You see how they tiptoe around the, the disaster Garcetti left behind. Yes. And I wonder why is it that nobody wants to come out? Somebody, somebody of prominence, somebody with a real position, come out and say that he was the worst mayor LA ever had. Right. I, I, I listened to like Karen Bass talk about, you know, the challenges we have. Why do you have those challenges? Because I, you had a moron acting as mayor for the last nine and a half years. That's how we ended up with 40,000 bodies in the street.
Yeah, well, Prop 47 wasn't in his control. Of course, that was a big contributor, but he did nothing. That's the key no. point. You know when I first learned this, too? Remember back when we were doing all the garbage stories? There were garbage. Channel mm. 4 was doing these great reports on just trash everywhere. And I thought, this looks like an easy one, and he's doing nothing. Right. He's acting like he doesn't even know what's happening. And then we had the rats in City Hall. We had the, the, the fleas that had plague fleas. and stuff. That's right. <laughs> and all of that was like, he just, and all nothing. The, all the crime, the smash and grab uh, robberies that no, were going yeah, on. Then that came a couple of years that, later, that right. poor girl got stabbed to death at the furniture store. And the only thing, when I think of Garcetti and the police, all I think is him taking the knee during the George Floyd protests. Right. That's all he did. Just cut the legs out from under LAPD. That, that was his big contribution. I mean, he was... My God, he was like a toxic disaster. And now nobody well, nobody speaks of him. Everybody pretends that whatever massive problems L.A. has, uh, they just happened. It just occurred. Well, now India can have him, maybe. Yeah. All right, more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640. We're live everywhere the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. We're on from 1 to 4 every day. After 4 o'clock, you can hear the podcast. Same show. Podcast form on uh, the iHeartRadio app, John and Ken On Demand. Yeah. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm taking a quiz. Do you know the symptoms of IBS hyphen D, which stands for irritable bowel syndrome with diarrhea? Uh, uh, should I take the test and see if I have a... Uh, find out how, about your gut. <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, we will talk about the uh, situation with the banks running into some problems Silicon Valley Bank and, of course, Signature Bank was the one announced uh, yesterday. We'll be talking to Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI, right after the news at 2 o'clock for the latest. Hey, you know, not long after the Chinese uh, had those balloons flying over the U.S., Yeah. guess what happened? Space junk hit Texas. Yep, a four-ton piece of Chinese space junk apparently made free fall to Earth last week. And disintegrated eventually over Texas. So I don't think anybody got hit on the ground. So this the was US another, is again saying that they don't take care of their space rockets. Another cheap made in China product, huh? <laughs> like the vaccines. <laughs> right. Yeah, there you go. So one day if you're walking along and something weird drops out of the sky and almost kills you, it could be Chinese space junk. Was it uh, spy equipment? Uh, no, they said it was a rocket. A rocket. Oh, well, yeah, all right. Yeah, so... Oh, you're right. The remnants of a Chinese rocket that delivered a trio of military spy satellites. Yeah, look at that. Up in, they they that, launched them in June, and they disintegrated on March 8th over Texas. How many pictures do they need of us? <laughs> I mean, what is it they're looking for? They, they want to be the dominant world power, period. So are they mapping out our entire country? Didn't Google I, already do that? I have no question now. And I think that uh, president just got another term. Yeah. President G. Yeah, he's he's pretty much a dictator now. Yeah, and I think that is their plan. It's it's military, economic domination. It's everything they're looking for. So yeah, and if you want to be dominant in those era, eras, those areas, you have to spy on other people, see what they're up to, mm -hmm. see what you can gather from that. Yeah, and then you have to uh, leak a deadly virus and kill uh, millions of people. That's right. You know? They're working on another one, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, and then send them a deadly drug to kill all the teenagers off. <laughs> so far, so good. Uh, you're probably aware by now that uh, it's going to rain again in Southern California Boy, tomorrow and into it, Wednesday. We, the, the, drought, we the drought's been so terrible. It's been so many years. Hardly hardly a drop. This, this is yeah. good for us. And this is all part of La Nina. 
Remember, that was the official prediction. This is a La Nina winter, well, did which you is see supposed last to be week? drier. But they're declaring La Nina over. <laughs> we're, we're, no, I'm not. I'm serious. <laughs> we were ever in La Nina. <laughs> we were. We were in La Nina. It was a wet. How could we be in La Nina? It's a wet La Nina, yeah. which is kind of the opposite of what it's supposed to be. <laughs> and then we are it's now, supposed to be a cooler, drier winter. We're now in a neutral state. We and, got cooler though. It was a cooler winter, I thought. Oh, it was cold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was one of the coldest I remember. At least Why don't we the... just tune those people out, please? Oh, and then and then El Nino is coming later this year. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, that means we're going to go back in the drought. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Yeah, just, just uh, figure it's going to be the reverse of the prediction. Uh, I mean, this really grabbed my eyes this morning. 52 feet and counting, Lake Tahoe grapples with a ginormous snowpack. 52 feet? 52 feet. 52 feet of snow has been measured up in Tahoe. So that would be, what, uh, uh, 500 and uh, some odd inches. The pictures are stunning. The snow on top of uh, the people's roofs, which thankfully they're not collapsing. But but, uh, now, I think, from what I understand, just to be really uh, wild about this, if this were all to melt quickly, I think the entire state would go into war. But then I'll have <laughs> and, we, and we look at the supply we would have, right? What you know, they should be digging ditches now to collect all this runoff. To be specific, this was 52 feet of snow at the UC Berkeley Central Sierra Snow Lab. Oh, it's a top Donner summit, and it ties the 1981-1982 season for the fourth highest total since the lab was created in 1946. Although you and I like to say, 1946, is that really that long ago? Would you look at the history of weather? No, it is not. So, uh, no, it's, it's what, 75 years? They think this season's going to end up second only to the 1951 52 winter season when 812 inches, 68 feet now, of snow fell. This shuts down, obviously, all the drought. Uh, uh, no, it doesn't. Uh, well, it, it is. <laughs> I'm declaring it. And also, this is the answer to uh, anybody who says, well, you know, we really don't, we, we really need more rain. You should have saved all the snow and rain from this past winter. You should have built storage systems, whatever it takes, and collected all this. And then we wouldn't have to worry for 20 years whether it rains or not. This, well, is, this is on the stupid government. This was your big chance. One of the reasons we hear that there is still a drought is because of the groundwater problem. But there, we just found out there's a story that the uh, the Water Resources Control Board is apparently uh, endorsing a plan to take some of the floodwaters and send them to the agricultural areas to replenish the groundwater. That's right. Stick a pipe down there. That whatever you have to do. So the next time we run out of rain for a while, the farmers aren't digging. So deep yes. that the ground's collapsing, looking for groundwater for their crops or whatever they need their Shouldn't it naturally get into the ground? Do we do we actually have to direct it? Well, because they didn't get, I don't think, as much rain as some other parts of the state uh, did. I see. So that's... I see. It doesn't well, fall equally. Well, we'll go ahead and then, again, dig a hole. And because the groundwater was so, so completely dredged from there... Uh, that they need a lot more. Even if it rained there, they need a lot more water to replenish the groundwater supply. So <laughs> I just, I'm just fascinated how everyone, especially in these media heads, are constantly surprised that the Earth doesn't supply us with exactly the right amount of weather 
at all times. Yeah, exactly. You know, they keep acting like, oh, my God, can you believe this? Oh, it's another emergency. It's another crisis. You know, it's the earth doing whatever the earth does. And, and nature doesn't know that we need X amount of water to grow our alfalfa plants. Right. Or that, you know, it's a little too hot this year and we don't have enough electricity for the air conditioning. You know, the, the cycle up there just goes on and on. Nobody knows how it works. I mean, really don't know how it works. Like, you know, the wrong La Nina prediction we had this year. They don't know how anything works. They pretend to. They give themselves degrees. They give themselves titles at their climate research centers. But they have no idea. And they're consistently wrong. It's fascinating how wrong all the ex we have such a huge expert class in this country and they don't know crap and they're always making predictions and they're always wrong. And then they get all they puff their chest and they get arrogant and they make another wrong prediction. Now, the earth is not designed to meet our needs, you know, 365 days a year. You got to roll with it. Uh, one other note about the farmers. Uh, some areas of the state, obviously, as we mentioned, have gotten a lot of snow. So apparently there's so much snow on the ground, the cattle can't find any of the grass to eat. So they're doing emergency hay drops. <laughs> they got helicopters <laughs> flying overhead and dropping bales of hay for the cattle to eat. Farmers have been crying for this because some of them are out there stranded and starving because some of these ranches have vast lands. Well, and cows are kind of dumb. They are kind of dumb. Yes, so, they are. They, they don't know they got, you know, start scooping the snow out with their hooves. Do you think if the hay hits them on the head, they'll know to eat it when it, when it gets dropped from the... That would be kind of sad, too. If they the hay bale on a cow and it just went down. Guys are mean. Cows are not stupid, and yes, I'm they, sure they would know if the hay falls on the ground. That they they walk eat over it. and eat it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, All so. right. They might just stare at it and wonder what if it is. If they're hungry, they'll eat it. Because they're used to getting down to the grass on the ground. They're not used to something coming out of the sky and just landing in front of them. I think they'll figure it out. I have think faith of, in the cows. Think but, of the far well, side. They were like so smart. Why What's do they that? All... I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bonk and hits them on the head. <laughs> What was hey, that? what did you do, Charlie? Stop kicking me. <laughs> All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. All right, a full rundown over these bank failures coming up at 205. Alex Stone, ABC News, with all the latest on that story. And then it's a couple of stories related to the Silicon Valley Bank. That failed that we have to get into. Oh. They were big into climate ventures. Um, oh, yeah. They have a whole woke agenda. By the way, <laughs> in Santa Clara, there is a line of people at the Silicon Valley Bank branch there. See? Yeah. But I thought Running. everybody was uh, had a lot of money in there. I mean, uh, I guess these maybe are, they have people waiting for them. These are the people who don't have online accounts. Oh, I see. So or or physically go to the bank. Or maybe the online system doesn't work anymore because I heard after a while people were getting error messages. And it was the kind of error message that means the server is overlo overloaded. So. Well, the number is three. That is how many people picked Michael James Gubatosi to die in the John and Ken 2023 ghoul pool. Who? I love who is, the people. Who is Michael James and Gubatosi? Hold on, hold on, hold on, Eric. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> Michael James Gupatosi is Robert Blake, John. That was his that was his birth name. Oh. And you may not have known that Johnny was born in New Jersey, just like you. Oh, he was a New Jersey guy, definitely. You may not know this, but his father was actually his uncle. 
I didn't, I didn't know, that. know that. Did you? He no. learned that his biological father was actually his father's brother, his uncle Tony, who had an oh. affair with his mother. Oh, so that's a tough way to start. So, so the uncle uh, boffed his mother. Yes, and then they covered it up all these years. It just says later learned. I don't know when he found out, but oh, geez. his up. father is listed on the birth certificate, James Gubitosi, but his actual father was Tony. His father was his uncle, and his uncle was his father. Right, right. And 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 uh, his mother was was taken on both brothers. It looks like it. Yes. Oh, well, <clears throat> no wonder he's crazy. So as you know, he was a child actor, and then he had a lot of trouble with drugs, and then of course. He got a lot of critical acclaim because he was in the movie In Cold Blood in 1967, which people thought was an incredible film. Uh, it's a Truman Capote novel about he a killer. Pl- he played two killers yeah, and, he, and, and got, got awards for both. Yeah. But, you know, then he turned to television and then his whole acting world dried up. And then he ended up with a, a wife by the name of Bonnie Lee Bakley. And that's where the John and Ken show came in. Because back in 2001, she was found shot dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had v- gone to dinner at that Italian restaurant. Vitellos, right. That had, <laughs> had a Robert Blake pasta special on it. <laughs> I've gone to Vitellos a few times. It's good food there. They uh, found the murder weapon in a nearby dumpster. And I still remember Eric Leonard covered that story, and he said apparently he was at the scene, yeah. and Blake was vomiting all over the place or yes, something like that. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> However, Blake was acquitted of the murder yeah, in 2005. Another incredibly stupid jury. That that was the whole era of stupid Southern California juries. Right. You you could shoot somebody uh on video, live on television and admit to it at the moment and you'd find a jury to acquit you anyway if you were uh, if you were famous. Now, that's what now. Blake had going for him. He was famous. They couldn't get OJ guilty, they couldn't get Michael Jackson, they couldn't get Robert Blake. I just read a story about baby Rosie. Well, now she's an adult. She wants to get into acting, too. Remember, she had a, he had a daughter oh, yeah, with Bonnie right. Lee Bakley yeah. named Rosie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. He, it was, there was no question he killed her. <laughs> no, there was no question oh, and, he killed her. It was no they never did find the real murderer, and John. He, so. And he lost a $30 million civil judgment because just like O.J., in a civil case, you had to testify. And when O.J. went to testify in the civil case, we were there at that one. He did terribly, right? Because you, you and, and, and Robert Blake did terribly as well. Uh, it was eventually cut to $15 million, but he had to file for bankruptcy. Now we'll bring out some of the old John and Ken audio. One of my favorites, John, is the mashup with Robert Blake and Larry King. Remember Robert? <laughs> Larry King was interviewing Robert Blake, and it was one of the most bizarre interviews ever because they, they both sort of kept repeating themselves. I couldn't even figure out what they were saying. They, they got lost in And then in Clay, who ran the board then, made a song out of it, remember? Yeah, play that first. You know you didn't do it. You know that. Yeah. No, we weren't there. Who do you think did? Somebody killed her. You really want to go there? Who do you think? Who do you think? How do I know? How do I know? Because you know people that she knew. I don't know people that she knew. I don't know. Who do you think? Who do you think? How do I know? How do I know? Who do you think? Who do you think? How do I know? How do I know? Who do you think? No, no. Who do you think? How do I know? No, no. How do I know? Because you know people that she knew. I don't know people that she knew. I don't know. You told me you're dyslexic. You're dyslexic, right? I'm severely dyslexic. Didn't read scripts. Never. Are we going to stay on this? No, I don't know. That's where we're going? How I'll can ask you have you. everybody else on there talk about this your career? This was a hit on the day. Ask about your career. It what was. It was. No? I think made number six on the Billboard chart. How do I know? How do I know? Who do you think? Who do you think? How do I know? 
That's a Mexican Who vegetarian. It's an old trick. When you don't like somebody's question, just kind of repeat it quizzically. What do you mean? What do you think? And the birds. Was that Bonnie Lee at the end there? I think it might have been. Remember they have recordings of her? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that does. She was, she was kind of like a groupie thing, and, and he got her pregnant. Well, remember she was sending men naked photos or something? Yeah, she had a business. Boy, she had a business back before the Internet. Where we think that's what tripped like, him. He got like, pretty upset over Like this. a mail order business. If you wanted take pictures of this. <laughs> she was not. Yeah, this is before like she, the advent of the internet. So she, she, I, and I, smartphones. I, I don't want to say she wasn't a looker, but he must have had a lot of beer that night. Wow. Uh, uh, the last interview I see, the, uh, 2013, he said he wanted to do one more big film before he goes out. But that didn't happen. Yeah. John used to see him occasionally in a deli, right? Yes, uh, Beverly Glenn Deli. Funny, I, I heard Conway the other day said he used to see Blake at that deli, too. Oh. Uh, it's at the same spot, up uh, Beverly Glenn, uh, Beverly Glenn and Mulholland. Right. It was this little shopping center. And uh, Beverly Glenn Deli is one of the last delis in L.A. It's really good. But well, that, that he, was, went on, he went like, on Dr. Phil in 2012. It says a sympathetic audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah anybody, anybody who's famous has a sympathetic audience. Yeah, I know. It's something and biological. Especially and when time passes by, people yeah. don't care anymore. Yeah. Oh, she was an unsympathetic victim. Yeah, that was another problem with yeah. the case. She was kind of dumpy and trashy. But and like there was no there was no emotion for her. Nobody felt bad, felt sorry. Yeah, and then you no, heard the No, I don't think or, we ever had anybody no. on the air that wanted to talk about her no. or her family and no. talk about the trial. No, we couldn't. No. no. Nobody nobody wanted to say that she didn't deserve this. Everybody no. acted like, well, what are you going to do? So, again, three people did pick Robert Blake in the John and Ken Gould pool for 2023. So good for them to remember that guy, 89 years old. All right, coming up next, we'll get a rundown on the bank situation. Alex Stone, ABC News from KFI will be here. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart. 
Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Turns out a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit mrsmyers.com today.